0: all right good morning everyone beloved saints let's go live to heaven right now picture it like a newscast it's a great day in the kingdom the king is on the throne the kingdom is unfolding and the increase of his government and peace there will be no end the laws of god are still active the enemy is in full retreat it's a great day The father is in a good mood he's always in a good mood his love endures forever there's no reason to hold back or be afraid or be ashamed it's a good day in the kingdom you can believe him for the things that he's saying are you in need of healing he's the same yesterday today and forever and he is called he called himself Jehovah Rapha I am the God who heals you Are you in need of provision he's jehovah jireh still the god who provides all my needs it's a great day in the kingdom so even right now lay hold of your soul rise up bless the lord release that joy that's inside release your praise and your worship this morning and this space up here presently empty is legal worship space you don't have to wait for an invitation so if you are the type that likes to move needs to move this space is go space so feel free and i would even challenge you don't wait 10 15 minutes into the worship to actually turn your heart over to god intentionally lean in now incline towards him release your faith bless the lord oh my soul and all that's in me bless his holy name here we go
1: all right pastor chris let's give him a hand as he comes to drop some truth bombs wasn't
2: that good Whew, hard to step up here when you're in the middle of that and you just can feel the presence of god Ultimately, the presence of God shifts and changes everything, right? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> you ready for a dad joke? I yeah. Yeah. No. feel like we need to start with a dad joke today, right? Uh, why did the scarecrow get the award? He was, outstanding in his field. he was the best in his field. Very good, right? <laughs> I know. I know it's bad. I know it's bad, but. You know, I love dad jokes, I'm sorry. I literally am that guy that will go online to uh, read dad jokes and listen to dad jokes because for some reason it just gives me some joy, right? And I know you all do some weird stuff to get some joy too, so so don't judge me for it. Okay, how's everybody doing? We're in 2024. Here we go, right? It's amazing. Uh, What an amazing last three weeks. Man, it's just like God is doing something. He's prepping us for something. I'm telling you, it's just been a phenomenal three weeks. Uh, I was so uh, proud and excited, uh, even for our Christmas Eve morning service, of just all the people that you guys invited, and to see our church that filled with people who are listening to the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I got to sit in here and watch my dad come into this. I didn't even know he was coming. Right, And what a beautiful thing when your, your father shows up and he gets to come into this, <laughs> right? And he gets to see what Jesus can do in your life. So I was just so proud of everything that took place there. You know, I don't know about you guys, but uh, Jen and I might be a little bit weird. We kind of uh, give our Christmases a title, right? So like a few years back, we had the marshmallow Christmas, Right? And, uh, you know, it's just because, you know, at our family thing, we all had these mini marshmallows, and we made these huge spouts that we would shoot each other with them. And we considered it just one of the funnest Christmases we ever had, and so we called it the Marshmallow Christmas. Yeah, I know. Well, this year, we actually called our Christmas the Chokehold Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, that should give you a few images right now, right? We called it the Chokehold Christmas. And so this all came because on Christmas Day, Uh, We finished doing our stuff, opening some gifts and all this stuff, and I'm sitting at the table and I'm uh, playing a game with my son. You know, my son is now 23, 24 years old. How do I not remember? (laughs) I'm getting older, aren't I? (laughs) My son gets up to go get some water, right? And as he goes to get some water from the tap, I'm prepping the game right here, sitting at the table. And my son comes up to me and just takes his arms and me in a chokehold, right? And I mean, he is choking me hard, right? And he's like, how's that, right? How's that, dad? And it was almost like my son is having this moment to strut his strength, right? And I'm like, well, you did come from behind, you know? And I didn't say it quite like that. It was more, yeah, you, you came from behind. And I'm, I'm trying to grab his finger and put it in a submission hole just to get him off of me. And so this little moment happens. And then my daughter, who's 20 years old, Mally, and if you've seen Mally, she's like the sweetest thing on the planet, right? And so Mally just kind of looks at and says, I want to learn how to do a chokehold. <laughs> I'm like, what? And Chance's like, come on, let her do a chokehold on you. So in this moment, I'm like, fine, I'll be the chokehold guinea pig. And so my daughter comes, and she's trying to do a chokehold on me, and I, I look at her, and it says, it feels like you're hugging my neck. <laughs> and then my son comes, and he gives her a little bit of direction, right? And then all of a sudden, my daughter puts her arms in there, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, she's getting pretty good, right? So we have this crazy moment in our house, and, so, of course, we go to the in-laws that night, and we're sitting there, and, and, of course, that story comes out. And so we got to tell everybody about our chokehold moment in the house. This is what the banuses do for fun, folks. Now you're, you're getting into our closet a little bit here, right? And so as we're sharing the story, my wife, Jen, who should have been here today, but she's got a migraine headache, because we were going to actually test out how good her chokehold was, you know, but she's just like, I want to learn how to do a chokehold. So, of course, I am the one that is pointed out as, you know, I got to volunteer, so I get on my knees. There's like 20 of us sitting in the living room, and everybody's like, let's see how Jen does a chokehold. So she comes over, and I kid you not, I thought Mally's was bad. Here's my wife. She's like, and I'm like, what are you doing to me, right? And so she's kind of trying to do this chokehold, but she totally failed. And then my daughter, she says, I'll show you how to do it. And I watched my daughter get up, walk over to me, put me in a chokehold, and I kid you not, man, I was choking, and I would have passed out in five seconds. Now here's the thing. I have never seen so much joy on my daughter's face in my life. I have never seen that. As I looked at her, she was so proud of herself. She was smiling so big. It was like, I just put my dad in a chokehold, and I made him suffer, right? And so our Christmas is the chokehold Christmas. Well, I don't know. I always have to share a story. You guys know me. Um, and then we get into the new year, we start this 21-day fast. And Dean Briggs comes. Has he messed with any of your minds yet? Yeah. Right? I mean, he comes in, and I said it last Sunday, right? I feel like it's just like he's come in, and it's, you know, here we go. We got the Word of God in front of us, and we've read the Word of God for so long. And for some of us, we've read the word and we've skipped by parts because we don't necessarily understand it. And again, those are those places where we put those big question marks. You know, and I felt like Dean just put me on the spot last Sunday to come up and say something, but the Lord actually highlighted something. And what he highlighted is we're in a season where God is actually going to give you new revelation. Right As you're reading the word, you're going to have a deeper revelation into the word of God where in the past you have read things and there have been question marks over certain things and you have just bypassed those things and jumped up to other scriptures and all this kind of stuff. I feel like the Lord's saying, I'm going to give you a full revelation of the scripture for such a time as this. I want my will to be done on earth. And it starts with the body of Christ getting a true and a full revelation of his word. Amen? Amen. We have been blessed. Let me tell you that, right? We have been fully blessed. No one wanted to preach this Sunday right after Dean Briggs speaks. I mean, come on, right? I mean, that guy comes, and it's like he's an encyclopedia. He's a dictionary. He's the Bible. He's like everything just comes out of this guy, and it's really beautiful. That is the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what he does. He begins to change our nature as we begin to engage in him more and more and more and more and more and more. He shifts our nature. Now, the other day, I don't even know why. I'm, I'm, I'm already doing my first detour, and there's probably going to be about four today. I have four detour points, right? And the first one is this. You know, I was just this random moment, and I'm driving in my car, and I've told you guys I'm an 80s guy. I love 80s music. And so this song pops on the radio. Forgive me. Some of you are going to judge me right now, but I can handle it, right? There was a band by the name of Culture Club, Anybody remember this band? Yeah, you know, some of you are going, oh my goodness, serious? Boy George, right? Like, come on, right? And I mean, he sang this song, and it was called, I think it's called Come a Chameleon, right? Yeah, how many of you know the words? Oh, everybody's got hands. Like, come a, come a, come a, come a, come a chameleon. You come and go. Yeah, I'm just seeing how many of you know the words. Right, so just think about this for a second, all right? I did that on purpose, because... I sang that song back in the 80s. And I actually have a family memory of my parents sitting in the car and me and my older sister in the back and that song came on the radio and our entire family was singing that song so loud. And it was just, it's, it's actually a highlight moment in my family. Because we were so filled with joy singing this stupid song by Culture Club. And all of a sudden, here I am like three, four days ago, whatever it is, I turn on the radio and all of a sudden I flip a station and, here comes a song I haven't listened to in like 20 years. And just like you guys, I knew all the words off by heart. All of them. Why? Because it was in me. It was in me. And I just caught something in that moment. It was in me. Right? I sang those songs so many times back in the 80s. I sang them forwards and backwards, and I memorized them, and I realized my nature had been shifted and changed oh my goodness, that's what God wants to do with us. He wants our nature shifted and changed where the word of God is the very thing that is flying out of our mouth, where the things of Jesus are the very things that come up. And all of a sudden, that's just our nature. We know it. It's in us. We know it off by heart. It flows out of us. And so today, what am I talking about? Well, you know, I have three three names for this message, but I decided on take up your space. That's what I'm going to name it, is take up your space. But what am I talking about today? I'm going to talk about dominion. I want to talk about dominion and the fact that I believe that we all have dominion, right? And I believe that when we walk in the dominion that's available for us, we're actually going to see the transformation that we all desire to see. I had two amens, right? When we walk in the dominion, that we're called to walk in, the dominion in the rulership that we're called to walk in, we will see transformation. Yes. That's the truth. We will. Okay, so I've heard this statement quite often, you know, and i got to be honest with you. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, right? I've said this many times, but there are a lot of Christians who have a desire to leave this world, Right? You know, how many of you said that, I can't wait till Jesus comes back, right? Of course not. We all want to be with Jesus, right? But the reality is this, and this is something we have to get in our heads, is he wants to transform this world. I don't want to leave this world right now. If he takes me home, so be it. But I realize something. I am on this earth for a reason. And the reason I am on this earth is because he wants to transform it. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the glory, and the power forever and ever. Amen. I mean, we have repeated this. Our entire lives it is inside of us we don't have to blink twice to say it this is what he wants he wants to transform the world that's his goal that's his desire that's his dream so I want to read a scripture and I got to be honest with you I haven't heard this scripture preached in our church in I don't know maybe 15 20 years I actually don't remember the last time but I've heard this scripture now three times in the last 10 days I've heard Dean Briggs preach it, and then I heard Casey Bropes teach on it at the covenant teaching, which I'm telling you something. Come tonight for the last one if you can. Right, understanding the new covenants and what Jesus did. This is so powerful for us to understand, and I'm gonna stop right there before I go off on rabbit trail number two. But if you can come tonight, come tonight. It's so important that we come. So four weeks ago, God burst this scripture inside of me you know, and of course, on Thursday, I'm, I'm sharing with the body. It's so crazy. We're just here for that one-hour prayer, and I'm just sharing. You know, it's, it's amazing how all this stuff is happening, that we all have the same scripture, and we didn't plan it. And of course, Jim Donater pipes up and says, but he did. And so God is doing something. I fully believe it. And so today, as I read this, I want you to open your hearts, and I want you to open your minds. And I want you to be ready to receive a revelation. I want you to be ready to receive something inside you that is going to shift you in a way that it's never shifted you before. I just get to be the vessel. But the Holy Spirit wants to change you today. The Holy Spirit wants you to catch something you've never caught before. The Holy Spirit wants to transform you in a way that you've never been transformed before. And today, I'm actually believing that he's gonna do a little bit of surgery on each and every one of us, including me, as I share this word today. And that's our heart's cry, God. Do a little bit of surgery on us. Our hearts and our minds begin to shift our thinking. Begin to shape us the way that you see fit god begin to challenge where we have fallen into mindsets that are not of you and today i pray that you would awaken us to a new revelation of who we are in you who that's what he's going to do so there's a scripture and it's in genesis 1 and this is right before i'm going to start before god speaks his very first words to man he says this in verse 26 of chapter 1 he said then god said I just, there's a message right here in these first statements we should be preaching on this coming up but this is what he says let us make man in our image according to our likeness did you just hear that <laughs> I am baffled by that statement alone I could pause there. that you and I are made in his image and you and I are made into his likeness right that's what he says here this is powerful and then he goes on to say according to our likeness let them have dominion over the fish of the sea over the birds of the air and over the cattle of the fields over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps the earth creeps on the earth and then if we flip down to verse 28 it says this then God bless them And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish in the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. This is what he said. So God created the earth and established a government for the earth with humankind, beginning with Adam and Eve as the governors. He gave Adam and Eve full authority to take dominion in his name. Now, there's another scripture that we don't always see, and it's in Psalms 115, 16. And this is what it says. It says this. This is another one we could preach just on the first statement here. It says, the heaven, even the heavens, are the Lord's, but the earth he has given to the children of men. That's quite a bold statement, isn't it? That he has given the earth to the children of men. Wow, what a statement right there. That's something we need to get inside of our spirits right now, that this is actually ours, and we are the stewards of this earth. And we have a purpose on this earth. We have something we're supposed to do on this earth. We're not just here to pass time. We're not just here to die and go to heaven. It's been given to us to do something with it. That's just the truth. But Adam and Eve were not puppets. They were free moral agents. Right, We see this in the scripture. What does this mean? It means that they had a choice. God was not going to coerce them to do something. They could choose to walk in dominion, but they could choose to actually say, no, I'm not going to walk into that dominion. We actually all have that same choice. In fact, we are all making that same choice day by day, moment by moment, that we are called to walk in a certain dominion, but God is not going to coerce you to do it. He is not going to force you to do it. He wants you to do it, but he's not going to force you. He wants it to become your joy to do it, your desire to do it. So here's the deal, right? I was designed for dominion. You were designed for dominion. That's just what the scripture says, right? Here's what I want you to understand. You were not designed to just exist. Did you hear that? For some of us in here, I feel like we're in this place where I feel like I am just existing. I am barely making it through life. I am barely functioning at all. We were created for way more than just existing. We were created for dominion. You know what we did this morning? It's so powerful. This isn't just about attending church. Right, We come to church, and it, again, it can very much come about, I did my deed this week, and I went to church. right? And then I went home, and I did my whatever you do. When we come to church, something happens. When we come to prayer on Wednesday, something happens happens when you wake up in the morning and you choose to to spend time with the lord and begin to talk to him something happens when you're in your car and you begin to pray and ask god to guide you throughout the day something happens something shifts something changes because here's the reality when we are in his presence and this is why mark fights so much about this when we are in his presence it's as if we're in a spiritual incubator do you hear that it's as if we're in a spiritual incubator because here's the reality I watched this video I don't know how many of you are animal people you like National Geographic and all this stuff I watched a pretty interesting one the other day and in this video right there is this warthog in the hole in the ground, right just sitting in the hole around the hole are seven or eight lions just sitting around the hole waiting for this thing to pop out so they can attack it, right? Now, this war dog's pretty smart. He's not coming out of that thing right now. He knows they're there. So I'm watching this, and this, unfortunately, is, it's, it's our reality, is that we actually have an enemy who is here on the earth, and his job is to steal, to kill, and destroy, and his job is to actually make you think this. That I have no point here on earth why do I exist what do I do I'm useless this is actually his plan but when we get into the presence of God that spiritual incubator you know what happens we're actually being infused with his nature did you hear that this is why there's such a battle with this to get into the presence of God but when we enter his presence, I know this because I know the life I used to live. But as I got into his presence, he infuses me with his nature. Yes. Right? We're made in his image. We're made in his likeness. But what he's trying to do here on the earth is he's trying to develop his nature within us. Yes. And there's only one way that that nature can be developed within us. It's not just by saying, God, just do it right now. Zap. It's by getting closer to him. It's by getting to know him more. It's by walking with him day by day and night by night. We want him to infuse us with his. Don't you want his nature in you? This needs to be the cry of our heart. God, I want your nature in me. Not all this other stuff. I want your nature. And it shifts us from thinking I'm just existing to something totally different. I actually have a purpose i have a plan and he's called me for something and let me tell you something he has that's true. i shared this at christmas it says he is actually right created us for good works in fact he predestined them and those works right we just heard what dean briggs talked about it, it it's not actually the kind of work where you know we're, we're feeling like this is our salvation that's what we're not talking about it's completely different It's all of a sudden when the scripture says this our food is to do what our food is to do the will of the Father man I love a 13 ounce ribeye steak (laughs) I'm telling you something right now it's not work it's a joy to eat a 13 ounce ribeye steak it just is but I'm telling you something today I'm not talking about steak right I want my food to be to do the will of the Father this is what he's talking about. It's your food. It's your joy. Yeah, come on. When it becomes our joy, it's a completely different thing. That's right. He wants us to understand. In fact, I want a joy because I want to walk in that dominion. Yeah. I want to walk in it. I want to know that when I walk into a place and I hear from the Lord, guess what? It's going to happen. Yeah. It's going to happen. I want his nature infused in me day by day, yeah. moment by moment. Yeah. We need the nature of jesus christ within us so you know i've entitled this take up your space we need to stop living in seed form you hearing me we are called to take up our space we are called not to just live in seed form it's time to grow it's time to blossom it's time to move it's time to take steps of faith this is what he's calling us to do you know so sometimes we get in this place where we're walking in doubt We don't even believe, again, we we, we really have a point to this earth. Why am I on this planet? And I got thinking about this because there's something we do in those moments, okay? Now, I'm not saying this is bad, so hear me right. Okay, now my wife at home, my wife has these Norwex cloths. Who are the Norwex people in here? (laughs) Oh, my goodness, right? Look at all the Norwex people. Okay, if I take one of those Norwex cloths, right? And if I use that Norwex cloth the wrong way, (laughs) does anybody know what I'm talking about? I get a massive lecture. That's not how you use that cloth. Why would you do that? This is how you do it. They're the best cloths in the world. This is the way. That is not it. You're going to wreck them. I'm serious. I've had this conversation. She's probably watching right now, and you know it's true. And you know what I do? I'm like, it's a cloth. Who cares? You know, I've heard people try to sell me on shampoo. I have heard people try to sell me on, it doesn't matter, man. It could be shampoo to a watch to this to that. And I watch people who start to move into certain directions. They move into certain fields, right? Like trains and stuff like that. I can tell you, we could start talking about trains, right, Travis? And when we start talking about trains, there's a passion that kind of builds up in you. And I mean, if I talk to you about trains, you know what you're talking about. If I say something wrong, you're going to jump all over me. So that's not true at all. I can tell you all about trains. I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. I mean, if someone wants to fight me on the Oilers versus the Flames, (laughs) I'll fight you on that one. Proof was in the pudding. 3-1 yesterday, right? Done deal. 13 games. 13 games. Oh, I set you up, and I'm sorry for this. But here's the reality, Okay. I divert my attention to these things when I don't believe this thing. Are you hearing me? It's not bad. I'm not saying any of this is bad. Jen, I will use the Norwex cloth properly. I promise you. I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm saying this. God is trying to shift something in our thinking and in our hearts and in our spirits because he actually has a plan and he's designed us for dominion. You actually can walk in things, you know, with power that's really what it is rulership and power you can walk in these things yes. but there's something inside of us including myself don't fully believe it when I don't fully believe it this is what we do we divert over to this little thing over here Well, <laughs> that Norwich's cloth <laughs> I know this to be I have seen you guys fight for certain things no questions asked. You are ready to fight for it. You are passionate about it. You know everything about it. Not bad. I'm not saying that again. But God's trying to say, I want to divert your attention to this. Okay? Fine. It's a cloth. Fine. It's a hairdryer. Fine. It's the oilers. Fine. Great. You like. I want you to be about the kingdom. I want your food to shift. I don't want your food to be all this stuff. I want your food to be me, right? Where I'm not a duty. I'm not a responsibility, right? This is, I'm coming to eat of the Lord today. Why? Because I just can't wait. You know what? Di actually asked me a question at the beginning of the service, and she goes, did you get nervous doing this? There was a time I did. Totally. Not even that long ago. I got to worry about what you guys think. There's all kinds of things you got to deal with. I don't care anymore, sorry. (laughs) That sounds so horrible, doesn't it? It sounds so bad. The reason I don't care, though, is this. I am more worried and more fearful of him and not doing his will and not speaking his truth than I am of anything else. Anything else, just so you know. Right? On a Saturday, I lock myself at home. Why? Because I'm so scared of declaring the word of God because if I go off track, I know I'm going to be judged for it. I want to declare the truth. I want to declare his word. And guess what? I actually take joy in it. You know what? I'm having a blast right now. I take joy in doing the work of my father. But I want it to grow in so many other areas, right? So many other areas. Because here, here's the other news. Here's the reality is, is you, you, we're meant to take your space. But let me tell you something, just in case you're grabbing the lies. OK? There's a space for you in the media. There's a space for you in government. There's a space for you in the education system. There's a space for you in whatever business you work at. There's a space for you in your family and in your home. There's a space for you at Walmart. There's a space for you wherever you go. There is a space. And the question is, will we take up that space or will we abandon it? Because here's the reality, folks, and this is what we've seen around us. When we abandon that space, the enemy takes up that space, and he takes it up with counterfeits. That's what he does. We are seeing this all over our world right now, where we have stepped out of the spaces that he wants us to actually have dominion over. We backed out. I can't do that, man. I, I can't. I have no clue, no concept. This is why we need to get into his presence. This is why we fight. This is why we come in here. God, show us, show us, show us. But he's saying, don't just do it on Sundays. Let this become part of your everyday life. Yeah. You know, something he's convicted me of, and, I, and I'm starting this once the 21-day fast ends, is on Tuesdays and Thursdays, whoever wants to come here between 7.30 and 8. It's like a 30-minute prayer bomb. I felt like we're going to come to the church for 30 minutes, whoever wants to. In the morning. Oh, some of you are going, not a chance, Right? I wanted to do it at seven to seven thirty, but I'm like seven thirty-eight might be a little bit better. We'll see. Why am I doing it? Not just to pray. I feel this. I feel like God said is we need to learn to be in the world. Not of it, but in it. And we need to start preparing ourselves for every day that we're functioning in this world. And I tell you, I'm gonna lead by example. I'm coming here 30 minutes, and what I'm doing is I'm praying for you guys. For you. And I'm gonna open it up to whoever wants to come. Because I know some of you are going into places of employment that are really hard. I know for some of you, it creates anxiety, it creates stress, I know it. But I'm telling you, this is how it starts. I want his nature. I want his nature. I want him to transform this church. I want him to transform me, I want him to transform you, and I want him to transform this community. You know, it was interesting, Uh, we had Thursday night, we had a prayer meeting here too. And on Thursday night, it was kind of like what Di said about Saturday night. There was only 11 of us here on the Thursday. Oh, I shouldn't even say it. There was 11 of us here on Thursday. <laughs> and, it and it was good. Right? There's a moment where some things came out, and I actually saw something that I, I saw it as clear as day. Right? And I saw it over our community. And I saw that God is going to restore you. I saw that he's going to restore them. And I saw even more than that. I saw he's going to restore Spruce Grove back to its original destiny. Because it's not just a city that plopped on a map for no reason at all. Spruce Grove actually has a destiny. And he's going to restore that destiny. And Di came up a few minutes later, and it was so, I don't know if cute's the right word. I thought it was powerful. Powerful's better, right? Better than cute. <laughs> it was both. <bold. laughs> she literally has this moment of passion and it touched my heart because she said we believe this to be true we're not just praying prayers we need to flip from just thinking we're just praying a prayer to this is going to be truth and i'm going to show you this in a minute because the scripture talks all about it now here's the problem right when i'm talking about dominion and when i'm talking about rulership what we do not have is what we do not have ownership Right? This is one of the problems. We do not have ownership. We own nothing. We have access to everything. everything. Right? This is like being in a VRBO. Anybody been to a VRBO? You know what I'm talking about? Right? We went to VRBO every year in Waterton. Right? And we go out to Waterton. And when we go out to Waterton and we get into this house, I have access to everything. I have the key. I can function in there. I can rule in there. It is mine. I have access to every single thing in there. But the truth is, I'm not the owner. Right. No. I don't own it. Good. Yeah. And if I go against the governmental system and I decide I'm just going to break this class, there's a consequence to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We have a governmental structure. If we go against that structure, there are consequences to it. Yeah. There just are. He is the owner. Yeah. We get to rule, though. Yeah. Oh, my goodness, we get to rule. Let me read you two quotes real quick. Because here's the reality, and this is what we need to get. Man's ability to sustain his role as delegated ruler of earth, right? We hearing this? Man's ability to sustain his role as delegated ruler of earth will rest in his continued obedience to God's rule of king as, as king of all. You hearing that? Our rulership completely depends on us submitting to the king day by day, moment by moment. His power to reign in life will extend only as far as his faithful, faithfulness to God. Ex- are you hearing that? Our faithfulness to God, our power will only extend as long as we keep our faithfulness in God. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise it ends. He's the owner. It's just the way it is. You know, when I was thinking about this. It's, it's, we're actually given something to steward, right? He's asking us to steward this. And I want us to hear this because I'm not going to go through all this, but I'm going to flip to it in my Bible. We all remember this, the parable of the talents, right? We all know that there's one that's given five and they get 10. And there's another that's given two and they turn it into four. We know there's one who gets one. What, is that? what do they do with it? They bury it and they hide it. And so what's the Lord say to them? I'm going to take that talent from you and what am I going to do with it? I'm going to give it to the guy who made it, you know, brought his 5 to 10. And here's what he actually says to the one who made it 10. Listen to this. He says this. Well done, good and faithful servant. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of the Lord. (laughs) Did you hear that? Oh, can we steward the very things he's putting in front of us right now? But I want that, and I want that, and I want that. Well, double what you have right now. Double what you have right now. Wherever you work, wherever he's placed you, he's saying, take your space where you're at and double it. I know this might come across as a little bit hard and harsh, but there is a reality if we're not doubling it. There just is. There's a governmental structure. And so he's asking us, Take your place, body. Take your place, body. Take your place. So here's the other reality, right, is the other end of dominion is, you know, we move into this, you know, we want ownership, right? We want the, that's what happened to Satan, right? He wanted the ownership. And so this is the reality. If all of a sudden we move into dictatorship or ownership and we start to want more than we're meant to have, right so before the fall in heaven satan had both power and authority he was called the anointed cherub who covers that's ezekiel 28:14. his big mistake was to say i will ascend into heaven i will exalt my throne above the stars of god and then if we go a little further he was not satisfied with the authority delegated to him by god and wanted to assert his own authority above god's and he says this in isaiah 14 14. I will be like the most high. And as a result, what happened? He was cast down. Yes. So again, I don't know if necessarily our issue. I think we end up more on this side of it rather than I want to take over. But I have to talk about because that sometimes comes up. But the other end of it is here. You actually have the ability to do way more than you're doing. We just need to believe it. I want to read something to you so what has he given us this authority for and what do you do with it guy by the name of joseph matera made this statement he said when jesus was crowned lord of all it was over god's entire jurisdiction not just the church and this includes all things all things includes the land the environment Politics, education, science, medicine, healthcare, the arts, space, economics, social justice, and all humanities. And your place of employment. And your house. Yep. It's all areas. That's what it means. You know, Sharon came up to me right before the service and she's talking to me about the education system. And her heart is so big to see this shifted and changed. Right? Good for you it for you we're going to keep fighting for this stuff but we're going to ask the lord for his strategy and his plan because god wants ownership of, of over all this stuff that's what he wants okay uh, what is having dominion i'm going to give you three things here now the first one we hear this in genesis 2 it's to represent god to the world and to care for his creation that's part of our job it's written there second one here is such people are expected to walk in dominion in every area Dominion means supreme authority. Dominion in its simplest form is power. Authority or control over something or someone. It is the ability to request or command and expect a fulfillment of that appeal. Did you hear that? To actually expect it. That's what you were doing when we were praying on Thursday. It went from praying a prayer to we expect this prayer to be answered because we actually have dominion now there's two scriptures in the bible that i think are kind of misused and i want to read them both because they also say something else as well john fourteen twelve to 14 says this truly truly i say to you whoever believes in me will also do the works that i do and greater works than these will he do this is jesus talking We're going to do greater works than he will do because I am going to the Father. Whatever you ask in my name, this I will do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. Yeah, we should be saying amen to that. Now John 16, 23, 24 says this. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Verily, very truly I tell you, my Father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive, and your joy will be complete. Yeah, wow. But there is a catch to this. Sometimes we read these scriptures. Ask anything, anything in my name? I'd I'd like ac do (laughs) C-Doo. I'd like my mortgage taken care of right now. You know, sometimes we get in this place, I've asked him all these things and he hasn't done them. Well, we have to read 1 John 5, 14 and 15 to get the full concept of what he's saying here. And this is what he's saying. is And this is the confidence that we have towards him, that if we ask anything, There it is, right? According to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. (laughs) See, again, he's trying to get us to have his nature. And we're shifting from asking about these things, right? These things that we do and they're part of our life, and he's saying, I want you to ask about these things. Because these things are in accordance with my nature. These are the things that will not pass away. These are the things that I want taking place here on the earth. I want salvation upon the land. I want people to be healed. I want restoration. And I want you to ask for this, right? And the only way we can get into his mindset is understanding his nature as we get into his presence. The third one is this. And Luke 4.18 says this. It says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me. Dominion is a God-given gift to his people that requires his supernatural anointing. Again, an anointing has nothing to do with us. Right? Right? Right. Nothing. We all want the anointing. It has nothing to do with you. The anointing is completely about him. Right? It belongs to you, but it isn't automatic. It takes faith, walking in love, and operating in the anointing, and ultimately submitting to his will. We all want the anointing. Sometimes there's a reason why we don't have it. See, I believe he will give it when we are good stewards. I believe he'll double it, he'll triple it, he'll do whatever he has to do. But he's asking us, you need to get in line with my will. You need to begin to ask things that are in accordance with my will, not your will, my will. You see, everything Dean talked about, I mean, this is powerful stuff, folks. If we can really understand this, and we understand our dominion, we understand why we're here, we understand grace and works and all this stuff, we understand rulership, it shifts how you live everyday life. It shifts how I live everyday life. There is a cry every Sunday that we would catch this. And again, we got this two-hour period to try to do it. It's all we have sometimes. Two hours to try to relay a message that is gonna change our lives. But ultimately, it comes down to not us. It comes down to you taking those steps forward. Right? But it's hard, and it's, of course it's hard, and it's frustrating. We are in the world where we have an enemy who's always coming to work against us. But I want my food to be to do the will of the Father. That's a question we have to ask ourselves: Is that what I want? Well, when we think of Jesus' ministry agenda, so I think of what are we called to do with this dominion? What are we called to do with it? <laughs> That's a good question, right? And I think Isaiah 61 says it, but it's also said in Luke 4:18 and 19. And Jesus shares his ministry agenda that he passed on to the disciples, right? And then this passes on to us, and he says this. The spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and recovery of sight to the blind, and to set at liberty those who are oppressed, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. What am I supposed to do tomorrow? Preach the gospel to the poor, heal the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captives, recovery of sight to the blind, to set liberty to those who are oppressed and to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. So we're called to take our God-given position in the earth and to begin facilitating the reign of Jesus Christ in every area that we walk. That's what he wants. So we've heard this statement as well about the second Adam, right? The second Adam is Jesus. Jesus did what was necessary to put back in place God's original design. So I want you to hear this quote. This is a quote by a fellow by the name of Steve Thomas. And he says this, Jesus having won back authority on earth could now mediate and rule in the affairs of the earth. However, Jesus did not stay on the earth to rule it. He ascended to the Father and is seated at the right hand. So who is now responsible to rule and reign in the earth? Believe it or not, the church, which is the body of Christ. This should move us from a passive mode to an active mode can we stand up come tonight if you're not doing nothing i want this transformed i want this changed today i'm honestly i'm just standing before you no different than you i am I, i'm just tired of focusing on things that are wasting my time i'm tired of you i want to confess this because i don't know if i have the faith to believe all this I want to, don't you? I want that faith. I want to believe that I can walk into any setting in any realm and all of a sudden, boom, people are being healed. People are seeing again. This is happening. I want that. I think we all do. Oh, God, we want your nature in us. I mean, this, I want this to become your cry right now, Is I want your nature in me. I don't want to be stuck focused on the petty stuff of the day. I want your nature inside of me. I want you to transform my mind. I want to be that one who can walk in dominion and rulership, but in full submission to the owner. I'm telling you, folks, this doesn't get done unless the body of Christ steps into that place. God, we want to partner with you. I'm just going to ask, just put your hands on your mind. Father, anything any mindsets that we have, anything that is keeping us from diving deeper into you, anything that is keeping us from fully yielding to your purposes and your plans, God, I pray that you would just show us. God, I pray that you would remove all pride. I pray that you would remove the things that need to be removed. Father, I'm praying that we would just walk in what you've called us to walk in. I want to see Spruce Grove transformed. I want to see Edmonton transformed. I want to see schools transformed. I want to see governments transformed. But I know it's when the body of Christ begins to walk in what it's called to walk in. So Father, may that fall on us as the number one priority. That we would get into
1: your presence. Just as we're as we're sitting here singing this, I was just saying to Chris in this moment, I'm just feeling something prophetically for the house, and I can hear the question: how do I? Like I hear what he's saying, how do I have zeal for that? How do I, ah, I wanna have dominion. But I don't feel it. Like the, ugh. And I just heard the Spirit of the Lord say, uh, with no guilt or shame, we have things that are unresolved in our lives that are holding us back from the freedom to believe that this is the next thing we're meant to do. Very practically, we have unresolved things with our family members where something went really bad one day and you haven't made that phone call. Like I'm getting super real. This is all beautiful. However, there are blockages inside of us and in our lives that actually are, they are the thing inhibiting us from stepping into this thing. And when Chris is talking about double your talents, for some of us, what we're called to steward right now is that relationship that's right here in our brains, is that thing that went wrong. And I can tell you myself, other than a Sunday morning here or a Wednesday night, he is in our Monday. He is in our Tuesday. And, and I wanna say this, because even now as I'm speaking, I believe the Spirit of the Lord is bringing to your attention these gross things that linger. It's lingered for a year. It's lingered for two years. It's lingered for 15 years. And you're reaching out to the Lord. But I wanna say that God is able. God is able on Wednesday to do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ask or imagine with that situation in you and through you. God is able. And so I just see even as I'm talking that the Lord is bringing this to our attention. I believe there's a measure of freedom that he wants to bring into the house, but I hear the Lord saying, first, I want you to hear my spirit. Don't just shoo it away. I want you to be free. And you actually can't be free until these things are resolved and i don't know what they are but i know the spirit of the lord is speaking right now and i'll just say one little thing here Um, i had a scenario like this in my own family and just there's something so cool that happened. It riddled me, riddled me, riddled me for three or four years, riddled me, riddled me. I thought of every single way. How can I overcome this? And I tried. I tried intercession. I tried to do Dawit's Gabby. I and I felt like I got these little measures of breakthrough, but it's still right here. And the biggest thing that the Lord kept saying is, you just have to hit it head on, son you just have to send a text and make a phone call and have a meeting (laughs) and the hard thing is i did that already a few times and it seemed to never work i'm done and the lord goes so this is lingering for two or three years i'd have dreams about it and the lord goes send a text and this is what's crazy guys i had so much hurt inside of me i had so much of that feeling of like but they but they did that, it's not fair. And I felt the Lord go, enough is enough. It was like a Thursday afternoon, send a text. Hey, we gotta get together. The moment I sent the text, it's like I pressed send before I could stop. Da-da-da-da, boom. And I felt something break the moment I pressed send. The moment I couldn't go back on that something changed, and I believe for all of us in this house, God is wanting a something changed moment for all of us here because these things are the things that are holding us back from coming into him in a greater measure. I can sing all I want. I can worship him and say, God, change this. He's going, you change this. You make that call. You send that text. Now, this is the coolest part. Once I sent that, we set up a day to meet And all of that pain that I felt, the next day I was thinking, what am I going to say? How am I going to say it? And I was looking, guys, for that place of pain, and I couldn't find it. That is a miracle. You know, it says God shows up when we worship. He enters into our worship. It's not we wait for him to come in, and then we worship we activate. We are the ones that press send. And he goes, I'll meet you there. I'll meet you after you press send. And so I just believe now, just put out your hands or something. If the Lord is speaking to you, even as a sign of humility, just raise your hand and go, God, that's me. I got stuff in my life that's holding me back from being free. And I hear what Chris is saying, but I want to be free. And it's more than a song on Sunday. It's more than a song on Sunday. It's with no music on a Thursday at Boston Pizza with people around you. It's so real, but his spirit goes, I want you to, I'm going to stop preaching. I'm just going to say this. His spirit is saying, I want you to show up so I can meet you there. And not just because I want this scenario resolved. I want you to find out that when you step, I meet you there. But I can't until you step You have to be faithful with what I've given you. So, if that's you, and I just said it, raise your hand and just in humility, guys, God, this is so big, but I want to be free. So I pray right now over this body and over every person that has, yeah, that's me. Fill them, Holy Spirit, with a resolve that I would rather die than have this hang in my mind any longer. I just hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, I want you to feel freedom, but I'm waiting on you. I'm waiting on you. And the moment you go, I'm going to come right by your side.
2: May that be today. May that be tomorrow. And each day this week. And God I, I pray for freedom for all of us. Freedom from bondage and mindsets, freedom from pain. For someone here today, freedom from anxiety and stress. Free for, freedom from body ailments. freedom from work pressure and family pressure. Freedom and dealing with your young kids. Bring that freedom in Jesus' name.